Previously on the Lost Minds of Fandelver. All right, boys, attack! Grimgut, he's sort of going to look out. This is for Yimmick! Ah! Oh, no! no! You, you hear his pained croak, and he's like, I did it for you, Jesus. You think you can take us on? You're mistaken. Am I allowed to take my own life after that? <laughs> Somersault from behind the rock. <laughs> Draw my short bow. Shoot him in the face. He gushes blood as his eyeballs pop out. I have an idea. Oh, no. Zimmick wants to meet with you. Our friends that you all are allegedly keeping held captive. Oh, you mean, uh, this guy? Can we have him? The Rockseeker Brothers, a trio of dwarves, have discovered the entrance to Wave Echo Cave, and they intend to reopen the mines. Sister Garelli, a priestess of Timora, the goddess of luck, can aid you in the town of Fandalin. Yeah, so we need to go talk to this witch. So we all just need to go to Fandalin, Lavinia. I think let's do it. Great, thanks so much. It's good to have a yes man in the group. <laughs> Hilda? Well, I just have to agree with everybody else. We need health potions and rest and some rations. And oh, we have too many yes men in this group. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> you all stumble into the cart and you catch your first glimpse of Fandalin. The rutted track emerges from a wooded hillside and you catch your first glimpse of Fandalin. The town consists of 40 or 50 simple log buildings, some built on old fieldstone foundations. More old ruins, crumbling stone walls covered in ivy and briars surround the newer houses and shops, showing how this must have been a much larger town in centuries past. Most of the newer buildings are set on the side of the car track, which widens into a muddy main street of sorts as it climbs toward a ruined manor house on a hillside at the east side of town. As you approach, you see children playing on the town green and townsfolk tending to chores or running errands at shops. Many people look up as you approach, but all return to their business as you go by. Sildar seems much more at ease. My friends, he says. Let us secure lodgings. I'm told the local inn is very quaint. He sort of holds sort of the wounds that he has on his side, still on the mend after being tortured by the goblins in the cave, um, as he sort of points over to a, a building over on the left-hand side of the street. So uh, as you pull into town, I, I presume you guys are going to stop with the cart at Barthen's Provisions to drop that off? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go, let's go see Barthen. I, uh, I enjoy provisions, so. So Sildar is going to kind of like hobble off the cart and he's going to start walking toward the Stonehill Inn. Um, and he just he explains, oh, go see about rooms for us. Uh, I'll meet you at the inn whenever you have time. All right, so you go into Barthens. You can hear the little bell on the door sort of ring as you uh, walk into the very quaint room. You can see there's a few shelves uh, of, you know, rough wood. It's got some, you know, different kinds of provisions that you might need, you know, flour, ropes, uh, pretty much anything you can think of that a quaint store might sell uh, to adventurers. Ah, how are you doing? I'm Elmar Barthen. How can I help Hey there, Barthen. That's what happens when I eat too much Chipotle. 
Uh, I'm not sure what a Chipotle is, but, uh... How are you doing there, friend? I'm doing as well as one can in these, uh, times here. Uh, what can I help well, you with? We we brought a cart of stuff to you. Oh, the delivery from Neverwinter, huh? Yep. All right, well, yeah, I've got your payment right here. Excellent! Give it to me. Uh, so he's going to uh, dig in his purse. You hear some jangling of coins, and he's going to count out ten gold pieces to each of you. What can I? What can I get with copper? So pretty much anything you can buy at the store would be mundane. You're not going to get anything magical or amazing at this shop. Oh, it's a junk store. Well, it's more like you know non-amazing people provisions. Oh, well, I'm an amazing person, so I don't shop here. I just want something small. I never go into a store without buying something because I feel like that's rude. So I want to buy something cheap, like a pack of gum. When you approach... It was always important about supporting small businesses. That's right. Don't you know? As you approach the counter, you can see that it looks like there has been a pretty large... uh, almost axe indentation into the top of the counter. You come into a spot of trouble there? Oh, that, well, uh, yeah, so uh, it's uh, been pretty hard on everyone recently. I uh, see there's this uh, group of uh, ne'er-do-wells in the town call themselves the Red Brands. They're uh, making it hard on everyone, shaking down businesses, flouting the town master's authority and whatnot. Uh... If you got a mind to do something about it, uh, I know that they like to sleep over there at the Sleeping Giant, but I wouldn't mess with them. They sleep at the tap room? Well, they frequent the tap room, is what I meant to say. Oh, so it's a tap room, but it's also a tap room. (laughs) I don't quite like your tone there. (laughs) Okay, I want to go see Sister Garellel's home. Yeah, I'll go with JCS to Sister Garails and Garails, Garails, whatever the sis's house, and then I'll go to the Sleeping Giant. As you are, so you're walking down the main street past the Smithy, and you get past the Stonehill Inn, and you're ready to make that turn to the right. Um, you see um, the shrine uh, on the map. It's called the Shrine of Luck, and basically, what it looks like is just a small little, you know, statue. It's got a little bit of a wall around it, but in the center is a well. Uh, and it looks like there is a woman out there. She's an elf. Um, and as you look at her, like in your mind's eye, you can see these visions you've been having. And you know innately that this is Sister Garelli. Hello there. Greetings. I, oh, oh, I'm Hiya. John the Jaceus. Oh, Have you come to pray to Timora? No, I... I've had a lot of visions about you. She kind of looks around for the nearest town guard. (laughs) I think you're my density. I mean, my destiny. Uh, Would you care to elaborate? Well, um, I worship the the god Ogma, and uh, he's been sending me these visions while I'm trancing, and uh, he says that uh, you might be able to help me as a priest of Chimora um, to aid me while I, I, I have to go to Cragmaw Castle. It truly is the Lord's work that brings you here. She reaches in her pocket and she takes a copper piece out 
and she throws it into the well and she says, What we give, Timora returns tenfold. I put ten bronze pieces into the fountain and do the same movement. I'll I'll toss a gold. That way I don't feel left out and I'm not disrespectful. Just one gold. Uh, so I'm not going to be outdone by Hilda. <laughs> so I put five gold pieces in. <laughs> I put ten. Suck it, Hilda. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't do that. You don't have ten. It seems that this is kismet. For I also have need of someone's services and you have need of mine. Would you like to go down to the sleeping giant? <laughs> no, I am not thirsty. Are you thirsty, thirsty. though? <laughs> yeah. What? What kind of thirsty we talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hilda would not say that. Allow me to explain. I, uh, my superiors have asked me uh, to undertake a sort of delicate mission. They want me to persuade a banshee named Agatha. Uh, to answer a certain question about a certain item. Um, I did seek out this creature at her lair, but she did not appear for me, unfortunately. Um, So I would love to have someone, uh, uh, an intermediary, bring Agatha a gift that I have prepared for her. Um, And hopefully that gift will persuade her to tell what she knows about the location of a certain spell book that belonged to a mage named Bogentle. And if you can do this for me, not only will I tell you the location of Cragmore Castle, but I will offer you three potions of healing as payment. (gasps) Per, for each one of us, or just for me? Total, that's all Hey, that's worth, like... 150 gold pieces-ish. That's a pretty good payment. Okay, alright. What gift are we given? So she sort of reaches in her bag and she pulls out this uh, handkerchief that is wrapping up something and she unwraps it and you can see inside uh, is a jeweled silver cone. <laughs> okay, so we start walking towards Agatha's lair. Wait! Are just going to go right now in the middle Wait. of the day? I want to oh. go to the sleeping giant first, and then we can walk. Oh, and you're Hilda's not gonna, got needs, apparently. You're not going <laughs> to tell Sildar that you're you're leaving. I feel like he's just extra weight at this point. Where even? Where even is he? <laughs> he told you he was he's going at the, to the inn. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My bad. My bad. He was complaining about wanting to go to the hotel this whole time. All right. So, you head over to the sleeping giant, uh, and behind the counter, there is a surly female dwarf. Ah! I walk up to her. I go to hug her. Ooh! Wow, friendly types coming in, aren't ya? Yeah, we just came into town! (laughs) Well, uh, what can I get for ya? Uh, actually, I, I, I would like some information. Right, information about what? The, the red brand. So she kind of pulls in a little bit closer as well. They're not here right now. Oh, that's good. So tell me what you know. Well, I know that they uh, they they work out of uh, that Tresidar Manor up the the rundown castle. Darren El Edermath. He's uh, he's offering coin for someone to do something. You have a you have a blessed day. Hi, you too. And then I'd like to purchase a prostitute. 
No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'll head outside. So you guys, uh, as you head back into the street, you see four armed ruffians waiting for you. Waiting for us? All of them are humans wearing grimy red cloaks. Their hands are on their weapons as they watch you. One of the ruffians spits on the ground. Time for you two to move on, strangers. Give us your stuff and be on your way. I'll say, well, uh, hi there, friends. Uh, we ain't friends with you. Now, drop your belongings and we won't have to get you. Well, uh, you can either be my friend or I'm going to have to lay you out. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that dwarf acting like she's tall enough to hit you? <laughs> Hilda, have you noticed that all the bad guys in this game are cockney? <laughs> I resent that. It's my upbringing. Now that you say that, I do think they all, they're all coming from the same side of the, the country. <laughs> um, I decide to attack. I'm not I'm not talking to these ruffians. I'm taking them out. Roll initiative. Um, I shoot Ray of Frost. All right. So you say a few magic words as you feel the icy tingle on your hand and you can see... Tendrils of frost start whirling around your hand as the ruffians start laughing at Hilda. You reach out your hand and shoot a ray of frost. Go ahead and make that roll, John. Bad news for you, John. As you let loose the ray of frost, he throws up his shield really quick, and you can see the frost buffeting his shield as he puts it down. He looks at you dead in the eye and says, Well, so this is how it's going to be then. All right, boys. All right, so the first one is going to go uh, rip out of his short sword and make two quick melee attacks back and forth. The first one hits, second one misses. He slices across, finding a chink in your armor, dealing five piercing Ooh, damage. Oh, yowzas. The next ruffian, he moves forward straight toward the wizard. So the first one is going to hit, the second one, tie goes to defender, which is you. So you're going to take three piercing damage. 35. He's going to move around and try and take the halfling rogue. I try and stab him with my short sword. As he runs past you, he nimbly dodges your sword swipe. And he takes a diving roll as he comes up and he slices with his short sword. And he does uh, four damage to the halfling rogue, Latanya. Or Lavinia, sorry, Lavinia. I'm going to karate chop him. And when I do, I'm going to do a magical spell attack. Just like... Run your hand over the head of the Warhammer and speak some magic words, and you see it sort of flare with bright, clear, white magic, but then it slowly turns dark, yeah. and the energy purple. starts whirling around. Yeah, purple. Mm-hmm. As you swing back, oh, and smash into the armor plating. You break through his shield, um, and you break into his chest plate, and the tendrils of black magic start stabbing into him as you see the life just get sucked out of him as he takes 19 necrotic damage and falls as a dried husk on the ground. I'm going to lean down a little bit, and I'm going to say, I'm just going to slide right past you there. I grab him by the face, and I do shock and grasp. Tron, you just don't roll well. That's all there is to it. (laughs) I'm waiting for these stupid magic spells to be worth something. You feel the spark coming from your finger as you reach forward to grab his face, but he moves back too quick as he feels the static electricity tickle his nose. The final ruffian, uh, he looks and sees the melted friend on the ground, and he is going to charge straight at the cleric. 
No! Yes, angry. He takes his short short and does two quick jabs. 13 and 12 both miss. Miss, miss. And ping against the armor of the cleric. The rogue finds herself trapped between a rock and a dwarf place. That's me. <laughs> she whips around and she attacks the red brand ruffian. Now, she's within five feet of an ally, so she gets advantage on this attack, so she'll get her sneak attack. So she'll attack with her rapier, doing her sneak attack damage. She's going to hit with her rapier, and she is going to do ten damage, plus four more of her sneak attack, because of the opening that you guys have opened up Nice. Her. As the ruffian cries out in pain, you see a huge gash has been opened along the side of this ruffian's jerkin. The ruffian who attacked the wizard, he again brandishes his short sword and makes two quick attacks. <gasps> Seven damage as his short sword pierces through your side. The one behind is going to attempt to flee. Uh, actually, Lavinia, Lavinia does get an attack of opportunity. As he turns to flee, she pulls out her rapier, stabbing him in the back, uh, dealing just enough damage to incapacitate him, and he slowly bleeds out on the ground. I'm gonna go after um, this guy right here, and I, I'm gonna do the same thing that I did before. I'm gonna attack well, him. Uh, so you, you do the same thing, you wrap the dark energy around your warhammer, and go to slam into his chest plate, uh, but he jumps back. He saw this attack once before, and he is not gonna be on the receiving end. I fall to the ground and pretend to be dead. So you you clutch the wound that has, has opened on your side and you fall down and you <gasps> heave. Demeter Velociraptor, oh, the agony. <laughs> and so uh, right now the ruffians think they have killed you. They think this is now a two-on-two fight. He attacks once again. He pulls out his short sword. Two attacks at Hill to the Hill Dwarf. I hope a he misses. A 9 and a 23 to Ah, hit. miss hit. Lavinia is going to move around to the edge, and she will miss as the red brand jumps back out of the way, dodging the quick jab. That ruffian will seize the opening and try and attack Lavinia, who is overextended. One is a critical fail. The other one's a 22. The critical fail came first. Because of the critical fail, John the Jaceus, if you want, you can have a free attack against the ruffian, but it will let them know that you're alive. I take the short sword and I shove it up the, the ass of the nearest guy. Quickly, you, you see the moment where this guy has, has thrown his shoulder a little bit, trying to get a really hard slash in. And in that moment, you flip up your short sword and stab it right through the tender flesh of his gluteus maximus. I shove it up his taint. So again, you, you wrap your warhammer in the dark energy, slam it against his head, and you just see his head begin to shrink like a raisin until finally he falls over completely dead. I grab the last guy by the ankle and I do shocking grasp. You roll over out of sight as the the guy is standing agape looking at the shriveled corpse of his two friends both on his left and his right. The horror across his face and he feels a grasp around his ankle as you shocking grasp him. If you press in the chat shocking grasp with the His body is racked with pain as six points of lightning damage destroys his Achilles tendon in his right foot. It is his turn. As an action, he's going to disengage, and that means you can't get an attack for opportunity. He's going to run. Lavinia uh, is going to pull out her short bow. 
I'm gonna run and hit him. I'm gonna try to just hit him. Alright, go for it. 15 is a hit. You come up behind him as he's running. You slam your warhammer into the, the small of his back, dealing four bludgeoning damage. And he, you hear the sickening crack of Ew. his spine severing as he falls down face forward, dead. Crunch. All right, as you start digging around in their pockets, you find a total between all four of them, a total of like uh, eight gold pieces between all of them. Um, but you also find a what appears to be a scribbled map of some sort of uh, building complex. I hand the map to Hilda and say, oh, this is all that was in the pockets. And then I keep the eight gold pieces for myself. I choose to 100% believe him because I know <laughs> everybody everywhere is good. And I respect people. <laughs> Never mind. Let's just go. Let's just go take a snooze. Yeah, or you could go to the okay. Stonehill Inn and sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go bunk up with Sildar. Yeah. I'm gonna spoon him. I'm gonna bleed out over him. <laughs> All right. So you guys, uh, a short walk. You make your way to the Stonehill Inn. Uh, in in the center of town stands a large, newly built roadhouse of fieldstone and rough-hewn timbers. The common room is filled with locals nursing mugs of ale or cider, all of them eyeing you with curiosity. You can see over in like a little uh, table toward the corner, you can see Sildar sort of, he's bandaged himself up and he's eating uh, a plate of, you know, sausages and bread, trying to chug down uh, a bit of uh, dirty ale. Sildar, did you get us, did you get us some accommodations? Yes, I did. I got us rooms here. Okay, great. Can I have my key? <laughs> sure. Uh, it's uh, here. So he slides you over the key to the room. It's uh, it's, uh, it's upstairs. It's two B. Or is it not two B? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> Hestia Dilophosaurus. I need a rest. <laughs> All right, so you're you're sleeping. You're you're spent. Hilda, what are you doing? I stay with Sildar, and I wait until he heads up to his room, and then I, I follow him there. So Sildar, um, he, he not in a sexual to... way, but fully expecting to <laughs> cuddle. <laughs> All right, so you guys head over to the Alderley Farm in the morning, and of course, out there in the morning, you can see. Out there in the field, the uh, husband is out there tilling the ground, um, and of course the the wife is uh, she is a wise female halfling of forty five. Oh, okay. Now listen here, hey. cop. You need to be watering that cow. Hiya there. Hey. Uh... Oh, how do you do? Well, I'm doing quite well. How are you? I I'm doing well. Uh, what can I? Are you here for milk? Oh, no, I'm actually here to talk to your son. He sort of, like, runs behind her dress, you know, kind of, like, peeking out from behind. Uh, now, what what's this about? You can see her eyes are sort of running over your weapons oh. armor. <laughs> yeah, yep, I can, yep, completely understandable. Uh, your blood-stained cloak, John. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have time to wash up. <laughs> We dipped ourselves in time more as well before we came over, so we're 
we're real fresh and that sounds that sounds very sexual <laughs> you know what hilda dreamed about last night <laughs> i don't even know what to say Hilda wants to dip her sword <laughs> in, <laughs> in Time well. Oh. Mommy, can you make them go away? <laughs> okay, well, all right. We, we're we just here to find out a little more about that there tunnel you discovered. Oh, uh, I'm not sure we know what you're talking about. Oh, we heard a little little bit of gossip over there at the, uh, at the uh, Stonehill Inn. In between, in between the four of us, you see, we're looking to dole out some justice. What is well, his name? Carp. Carp. Wow. Like what the a, fish. What a name. Okay. Wow. Someone did not want to have a kid. <laughs> hey. Well, you, you see, <laughs> hey, Alderleaf, I just popped out a kid. What do we name it? I don't know. I didn't want a kid. What did we have for dinner last night? Carp. Okay. <laughs> Well, you see, what had happened was, I was uh, I was out in the woods over here behind the farm, and he points over to this copse of trees that's just south of Tresendar Manor. Um, and I was uh, I was playing. I love to play out there and pretend I'm an adventurer, like Elminster casting spells and whatnot. Uh-huh. And um, a couple of big ugly bandits came out of a tunnel while I was there, and and uh, well, I was scared, so I, I ran off. They didn't see me, but it was close. Hmm. I think they got a secret lair out there. Oh god, that's where all the red that's where what are they called? The red cloaks? Red, red brand. brand. That's where the red that must be where their hideout is. That's what I'm thinking. We cannot go there right now. We will not survive. <laughs> so as you guys turn to leave, you can see Sildar. And uh, he sort of like quickens his pace to catch up with you guys, and as you guys are walking out. Um, he, he's like, so, uh, you guys look well rested? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We've Where had have a you real... been? Uh, I've been, uh, attending to my own business, actually. Oh, over at the sleeping giant, were we? I'm looking for someone. Who are you looking for? Let's just say an old friend. His name is Irono Albrick. Well, I don't know Albrick either. <laughs> Apparently, uh, he is part of the Lord's Alliance, which, uh, whom I'm a member. Uh, apparently, he disappeared a few months ago while exploring the area around Tresendar Manor. Um. I've been asking around if, um, if anybody has seen him, looking for what's left of him. And of course, uh, there's nothing. So I fear I may have to travel into Tresendar Manor. But then, of course, and he's sort of, like, getting frustrated as he's, like, clearly, in his own mind, he's, like, conflicted. I also owe a debt to the Rockseeker Brothers. And so we need to find Cragmore Castle. The Rockseeker Brothers? Yes, do you not remember? They're my cousins! Yes, they hired you to come here. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, but you're, you're a deal Dear friend, Litton Sildar, so just don't worry about your debt with them. I will I will talk to family, and I'll take care of you. Well, uh, I fear that he may be in worse condition than I was when you found me. Remember, he's been captured by the goblins and taken to this place, Cragmore Castle. We must find it. Yep, yeah, it's we'll on our agenda. On, yeah, we, that's on our list. Uh, we, we'll bump, I, I'll turn to John and be like, bump 
towards the bottom. Yeah, also, uh, if he comes along with us, we're not giving him any of the gold. Yeah, he, do he doesn't need to know about that. Yeah, well, okay. I'm, I'm glad you think it's funny to knock it to the bottom. And he hands, uh, you see in his hands is actually a stack of missives. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, locate Cragmore Castle and rescue Gundren Rockseeker. Reward, 500 gold pieces. <gasps> oh, man. I don't feel like we should do the comb and the orcs. And then the manor, then the castle, because a manor's smaller than a castle. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't know though. I Plus, don't know. if we go, if we go the amount of gold, Ooh. Uh, I would imagine that's a big job. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like I have not been funny. So, John, add jokes. Ooh. Just take care of that and post, and add, uh, add yeah, more add jokes. jokes and post. <laughs> I have a joke. I have a joke. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> Guy goes to a whorehouse. There's a sign on the door that says, We're closed. Beat it. <laughs> All right. So, you guys uh, get on your horses. Uh, and I'm going to. Who? Uh, Lavinia is small. She's a halfling. So, who is going to ride? I guess you could put the dwarf and the halfling on the same saddle, and it wouldn't be as bad for either of them. It's very roomy. My horse's name is Esro. It's horse backwards. <laughs> so you mount your strangely named horses, uh, much to the chagrin of the stable boy who's like, uh, actually, their names are bit in bridle. My horse's name is Diptus. That's stupid backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Hi ho, Diptus! <laughs> this campaign is Diptus. <laughs> so you guys mount your wonderfully named horses and you ride out of Fandalin. And the way this works is uh, it's a two-day journey, and basically I roll a dice to see if we're going to have any encounters. Okay? okay. And so, uh, for the first day of riding, let's see... There is no encounter for the first day. You make it clear all the way up, um, about halfway Yay! down the trail toward Agatha's lair. Uh-oh. Nice. Uh, the second day, I will roll now. To Agatha's all lair. Right. So there is not a random encounter for for the, the journey, okay? Nope. The forest grows dark and still as the trail winds deeper into the trees. Heavy vines and thick layers of moss drape the branches, and the air is noticeably colder than it was in the ruined village. Rounding a bend in the trail, you see a screen made from the warped branches of the trees standing close together, woven into a dome-like shelter in the shadows. A low doorway leads inside. Approach the door respectfully. So you guys sort of work your way inside, and you can see this sort of copse of trees, as I said before, is kind of bend it around to create a sort of a, a dome shape of the trees. Uh, a home of sorts is sheltered within the dome of woven branches. It is sparsely furnished with chests, shelves, a table, and a reclined couch, all of it old and of elven craft. Is anybody in here? The air grows cold, oh. and a powerful feeling of dread grips you. Oh. A cold, pale light flickers in the air, 
rapidly taking on the form of a female elf. Ares Dionysus. I mean, it's supposed to be a dinosaur and a god. Ares Carnotaurus. <laughs> I'm just going to make this bigger so you can see. Ah! Oh, gosh. She is. She's not that big. She's not that big. <laughs> she has definitely got a face for radio. She. <laughs> I do like her hair. Her hair and robes oh. waving in a spectral wind. She might have been beautiful once. <laughs> She might not do. <laughs> but a hateful expression twists her features now. Oh, jeez. Foolish mortals, she snarls. What do you want here? Do you not know it is death to seek me out? This has been an anecdotal dote unofficial presentation of the D&D campaign. The Lost Minds of Fandelver by Rich Baker and Chris Perkins. Hosted by Dungeon Master Jacob Seidenberg, with players Lizzie Seidenberg as Hilda and John Seidenberg as John the Jaceus. Music for this presentation by Kevin McLeod. Have you enjoyed this campaign? Let us know by writing to us on our Facebook page or by emailing theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. To learn more about this campaign or others like it, visit dnd.wizards.com. We'll see you next week.